Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right everybody like to welcome you to the rowdy maglot show on them hey it's on a monday night but it's really thursday kyle what's going on Hey, Rowdy. Uh, got a big show planned tonight. Uh, we got two incredible guests coming on, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yes, we do, Kyle. You know, I, that's why I said, you know, it's really a Thursday night, but it feels like a Monday night because of our callers. But, uh, Kyle, I think we got our first caller calling in now, our first driver. Hey, I'd like to welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Scott Heckler. Welcome to the show, Scott. Hey, how you guys doing? Scott, great, man. Thanks for taking time out. But, uh, Scott, start out. What is it? Take us back to that first go-kart race or go-kart trip that hooked you into racing and then bring us full speed up to knowing that you're going to be in your first cup race on Sunday at Sonoma. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's kind of crazy. I mean, the time I saw a a go-kart race was, at uh, Norwalk Cart- Karting Association down in uh, Cass Pasture Beach up in Norwalk, Connecticut. It's actually the same place that uh, uh, Parker Kligerman started racing. And uh, Parker and I were, were friends growing up. Um, it's funny, back then we were, we were both enamored with uh, going Formula One racing. And and I think <laughs> we, we quickly uh, realized that that may not be uh, – a good end goal or a realistic end goal. Um, not that going cup racing is, is too much more obtainable, but, uh, anyways, yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty crazy. Um, you know, had a few starts last year and the, and the old cup car, um, the three road course races, but, um, I mean, anytime I was actually thinking about this recently, I think I'm gonna do a little Instagram post about this, but anytime you see, uh, your name on a cup car, I think is, is pretty darn cool. And, um, I doubt that uh, that feeling will ever ever wear away. Well, I know that's a big, but you know, you just got through coming back from Portland, and uh, Kyle and I have tried to make a big deal of that because that's pretty pretty good going to Portland in an inaugural race in Xfinity. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I'd never seen the track. I think along with uh, most of the field, I think pretty much only maybe. Uh, Lally and, and Pompelli had, had seen the track before. Um, so I think we were all kind of wondering what, you know, what we were going to see. Um, and, and, you know, more than the track, I was just incredibly impressed with the fan turnout. Um, you know, I thought that the, uh, the event organizers did a great job. Uh, it was cool. We got to do like a, an actual in-person um, autograph session, which is, it's been a long time because of COVID and everything that we've been able to do that. So um, there's lots of really cool things that, uh, that we got to do um, that I think was, was special for, for NASCAR's first trip out uh, in the Northwest for a long time. So, I mean, it was a really cool event. Um, 
I knew because uh, of just watching previous races at, at Portland that <clears throat> that first chicane was going to be um, was going to be a crazy spot, and uh, and so we we kind of executed our plan, stayed you know with all the fenders on it uh, as best we could, and and uh, you know we're aggressive there at the end. So it was overall a great weekend. Hey, Scott, you got Kyle here. Uh, first off, I want to say thank you so much for coming on tonight. I've been trying to get you on since you, you made your debut in the Daytona Road Course race last year. My first question for you is, um, you know, you mentioned the Portland race. Uh, it sounded like you had trouble with the windshield wiper. I mean, what was that like? And, you know, trying to navigate that with, and also with the conditions going wet to dry. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, well, I was about to say funny, but uh, it's funny now. Uh, at the moment, I didn't feel like it was too funny. I um, and I really felt like we had really good drive speed. Um, and you know, being a road racer, you'd think I was happy to see the rain. But uh, to be honest, I was so impressed with with how how um, many improvements we made to the car between Coda and Portland that I was kind of hoping to have a dry event. Um, but uh, but yeah yeah five laps in. Um, kind of with no warning at all. Both the the defog and the uh, and the wiper uh, stopped functioning. So I mean, it, when the windshield's clean and you're going 150, it, it's actually not so bad because it kind of the, the water streams off. But the the problem is with, with how crazy the race was and and um, with cars all over the place, you end up with a lot of like dirt and mud on the windshield and, and so the water no longer really streams off it kind of pools up and um there was there was some times during that race during the heavy rain and uh and driving in the in the middle of the pack that i i, I couldn't even see the road let alone other cars um so just kind of <laughs> had to feel it out um and and trust a little bit of intuition uh wasn't the best feeling at, at times but um yeah, we ended up being able to clean everything off, and and the last I'm gonna say 10, 15 laps were were at least not raining heavy, and it, it went dry for a little bit, which I think was really good for us. Um, not only because I could see, but I think our car was a little bit stronger in the dry. So um, overall, you know, ended up on the good side of things there, but there was definitely a a good portion of the race that I was I was basically just fighting to survive, basically. Scott, talk a little bit about your cup experience. I apologize. I went out there for a minute. Uh, Scott, just uh, talk a little bit about your cup experience. Uh, You made three starts last year for BJ. Um, Now now that, you know, the old cup car, you have the new cup car now. I mean, have you had a chance to test it at all? And, I mean, what are are your expectations and what you've seen out of it so far? Uh, I think maybe along with the whole whole, uh, NASCAR garage, I think we've all been – uh, maybe pleasantly surprised with how how well it's turned out. Um, you know, with any car, you're gonna have some teething issues, which I think we've seen a couple of those. Um, uh, but but really, you know, I've been impressed. Um, I think they race really well. Um, they're obviously more geared towards these these road races, um, so they'll be a bit faster. The, the driving style is gonna be a little different. You don't have uh, things like wheel hop uh, <clears throat> so much to to worry about um and actually one thing that that's you know different um 
not just on road courses, but but certainly road courses and short tracks. Is last year with with the steel fenders, you really had to be careful. Um, you know, not that you you want to be always banging doors, but um, you had to really mind those fenders because it was easy for them to cave in and and uh, you know, and start a rub and, and get a puncture. So them being uh, composite is going to make it so it's a little easier to race. Uh, maybe not so nervous to. Um, rub some doors um that being said our plan is pretty much the same as portland you know we're gonna we're gonna ride around hopefully keep the keep the thing nice and clean and then you know be able to race there at the end but um yeah i think it's overall been just an impressive car i, I i've never you know i haven't turned a lap in it yet uh in the real world uh I've turned some turned some virtual laps so um hoping just uh jump in use that and a little bit of practice and qualifying just to get fully comfortable and uh, and go for it in the race. My last question for you is uh, talk a little bit about uh, getting getting the chance to run a cup car. I mean, what was going through your mind when you know when BJ? I know you and BJ have known each other for a while. I mean, what what, what was it like to, to finally get the call to uh, drive in the NASCAR Cup Series? Yeah, it was amazing. Last I mean, last year the feeling was uh, was really cool. Um, I felt like um, it's the same with Xfinity. You know, I, I have a lot to, to bring to them, um, but obviously, you know, they're giving me an opportunity to, to run in the, in the Cup Series, which is something that uh, not a lot of people get to do. So, um, as always, you know, it's it's an honor to, to get in a car, and um, you know, I'm blessed to to be able to go out there. And even if I'm not racing full time, like uh, you know, maybe I'd, I'd like to. I'm still you know getting out there. And, um, you know, you know, mixing it up with the best of them. So it's uh, it's always a good feeling, and and uh, you always gotta never take it for granted. And um, so just uh, look forward to each and every race, pretty much is my my mantra. So Scott, you like wearing the the title of road course ringer? Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. That I almost feel like I did that to myself. I mean, um, back in 2015 when I was racing K&M series, um, and we, we, well, 2014, 2015, the two years we won some races. Um, most of the races we won were, were on road courses, and and um, I don't think that that was all me. I mean, the cars were great. That at that time, Turner Scott and Harry Scott Motors uh, with Justin Marks were were putting out. But uh, we still had to fight for it with with some of the guys who are you know now racing Cup, uh, Justin Haley, Austin Hill, um, William Byron, Brandon Jones, like all those names that were that were there at the time uh, have obviously panned out to be uh, you know pretty good shoes. So it felt good. Um, you know, winning those races I think was kind of what you know gave me that little bit of a mantra. Um, we still ran really good on the, the ovals, but uh, we seemed to to mostly be uh I mean, for lack of we were kinda untouchable there for a few races, uh, besides a mechanical failure, otherwise we would have had a sweep over both years. Um so I guess that's kinda what, what gave it to me. Um, you know, I still feel like uh, a driver who can go get it done on an oval, but um as far as being able to help, you know, for example, like Team Low Fast or, or BJ over on the on the Xfinity side be able to develop your program. Um, I feel like it's a real strong suit of mine, you know, especially on the road course. So it, it's, um, it, that's, I think, kind of what's continued it. Well, I'm going to tell you, you, you hit on it just a few minutes ago. That composite body, 
to me has really changed racing. I, I see, I've been to seven races and I see the, the marks on the cars that used to not be marks. They, they were caved and pushed in and the tires blow out. Now you can actually lean on that wall a little bit and keep going. And I think it's brought yeah, better I mean, racing. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I mean, from the driver's standpoint, it was so – there was so much risk in, uh, you know, tossing it in inside of someone, you know, either – hope that uh, you're not going to wash up into them or they're going to give you a little space because, you know, if you bang doors, there's a probably greater than 50% likelihood that, that one of y'all is going to end up with a flat tire uh, just from, you know, caving in a fender. Um, and so, you know, still with these body panels, you know, for a smaller team like, like Team Live Fast with BJ and Matt, we're not looking to to bust up the, the expensive carbon panels and have them fix them up. But, but at the same time, it's allowing us that, that if we do get some contact, they're not going to cave in and, and uh, you know, cause a puncture. So, um, like I said, I think, I think it's only going to make the racing better. Um, I think that's what we've seen. And I think it's kind of what we continue to see. Um, I feel like we knew that was going to happen because, you know, Xfinity has been this way for a while and um, Xfinity is so exciting because you can have these guys lean on each other, lap after lap after lap. And, uh, and they're still fighting. Um, where Cup, I think, you know, you've seen, okay, they'll, they'll start leaning on each other, but then some guy's going to have an issue. So um, so I think that change was, was a big deal uh, for them. Scott, let's talk about the guys that make you go at the shop and your sponsors. Yeah, I, it's uh, it's amazing that, you know, the, the support that BJ and Matt get, um First off, start with Portland. The guys that uh, guys and gals at uh, Malco Automotive Products. It's uh, one of the contingency or uh, part sponsors for their Cup program um, over at uh, over at Team Low Fast, and uh, you know they've been nothing but supportive of our Xfinity endeavors. Um, I think the car looks amazing with with Malco on the car. So um, been super fun to have them on board for the first two Xfinity races of this year. And then, um, you know, pretty much the the reason I've been getting to do this this cup race at Sonoma is is this uh, Palo Casino Casino uh, Resort and Spa that's on on the car for this weekend. So, if you guys are in that area, you know, be sure to check them out, give them some business. They're they're the reason why we get to go and uh, and have some fun this weekend. So, hopefully, we can make them proud. I know, you know, Malco was was super happy with the run last weekend. So, um, just you know, goes to show that, that these these uh, companies can can get some great notoriety from from smaller teams at a, at a lower price point and still uh, you know be part of the big show. So it's uh, it's been fun to you know see the smiles on on all their faces when they uh, when the car runs well. Scott and I've been there and I've seen it. It sales. It really does. You know, it sales. I've I've been part of that electricity in the, in the pits and the the sponsors love it uh where can it they is. follow yeah. you at scott where can they follow you at for this weekend and and the race is coming up yeah i mean probably the best thing I'll, I'll do my best to uh you know keep everything up to uh up to date on my socials which is you know simple just uh you can look me up at, at scott hecker 
on uh, pretty much everything, you know, Twitter, uh, Instagram, are the main ones that I keep up to date. But uh, for this weekend, make sure you follow Team Live Fast. Um, guys, just a quick mention, I got to say, both at Team Live Fast and and uh, and BJ McLeod Motorsports, which you know they're essentially uh, just your teams. They incredibly hard, and uh, you know it, it's been a tough season for for uh, both both programs, just in terms of all these crazy turnarounds. Um, you know, part availability and and making sure these cars get to the track. So um, everyone, it's, it's a common trope, but I'm not sure anyone works harder um, in the business. So it's fun to do well for them. Um, but, yeah, so you can follow uh, you know, when I'm doing the cup stuff, that team live fast, and then uh, make sure when I'm doing the Xfinity stuff, uh, you all are tuned in to BJ McLeod Motorsports. I, I'm going to tell you, Scott, BJ is just doing an amazing job, my friend. I mean, his stuff looks incredible. See, I'll, they do a great job. Uh, I'm proud yeah. of it. Yep. Yeah. Scott, he does a great job. Appreciate you. Yeah, for what hey. Absolutely. It's been, uh, you know, I love having the ability to come on here and uh, hope everyone who tunes in this weekend has a, has a blast watching uh, some road course racing. Scott, appreciate it, man. Looking forward to seeing the end of the race this weekend yeah. well thanks y'all have a good night all right good night at times like this i think how lucky i am to be a nascar winston cup driver and how fortunate i am to have a great sponsor like napa auto parts because napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly knowledgeable staff and it's at times like this looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road that i realize I'm at the wrong track. All right. Scott Haggard. Don't make his uh, run at Sonoma this weekend. Man, I'm telling you, uh, that composite body guys is bringing it to the to the track. We're waiting on our next caller. Is going to be uh, driver is going to be Stephanie Moyer. She's going to be racing her first Arca Main Series coming up this week at Iowa Speedway. Uh, guys, you know it's going to be smoking hot out there. Uh, looking forward to hearing Stephanie. But uh, I still want to go back. We got some revenants left on this uh, last weekend at, at uh, Worldwide Technology. I keep wanting to call it Gateway, but it's Worldwide Technology. What a fantastic job John Bishy and his group did. And uh, we're going to go back and play uh, Maya Snyder and a couple more drivers. And we are now week. joined by Maya Snyder, driver that number 31 tax player Chevrolet. And Maya, I mean, the... Uh, treetop. Oh, that's right. Yes, indeed. Treetop. Treetop. My bad. I see the tax player, and it just automatically comes to that, That's our main sponsor. But treetop is treetop. Treetop. like applesauce. Well, you know, the treetop applesauce is flying around this racetrack here today. So. It really is. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't really think of applesauce flying around a racetrack, but, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's what we're doing today. So, um, yeah, the 31 uh, treetop Chevy Camaro was really good today. Um, made a lot of improvements, made a lot of gains, and we still have more to go. So uh, the track is definitely really slick in the wet, but, uh, you know, like I, like I always say, uh, any driver worth the salt loves racing in the rain. So, um yeah, I'm really excited. This uh, Portland's a lot of fun, um, and yeah, hopefully it's downpours and qualifying. 
There you go. We'll have the floor for questions. If you have a question, raise your hand. We'll start with Joe. Joe, Grid Network. I know you come in 18th in the points right now. Season's not exactly as great as it was past season. Is this a track where you come in thinking, especially with the rain, this could be a turnaround for the season, like a potential win, and then just get insecure for the playoffs? Uh, yes and no. I don't necessarily look at it, look at, at it as a turnaround per se, but I do look at it as a place where we do have more of a uh, an equal playing field. You know, we're not, uh, you know, we're not a Joe Gibbs racing. We're not a junior motorsports or a colleague or RCR or anything like that. But, you know, we still, uh, the soul is there in the team that's trying to put the effort in. So, um, you know, working with Jordan this year has been really, Jordan Anderson this year has been really eye-opening because, you know, he's, he's such a dedicated team owner and he's so involved in this. Um, but yeah, you know, we're, I keep calling us the little team that will, um, you know, and last time we were at a road course at Coda, we ended up finishing sixth and was like this close to finishing top five. So, um, and I'll get to a funny story in a second about that. But um, yeah, you know, I look at these road courses as a place where we can take this treetop Chevy Camaro and really, really take an advantage of it. Come up front. My, with, um, with the Xfinity series this weekend, obviously it is a standalone race and those are pretty much a rarity these days. So do you like running those events and would you like to see more of them in the future? I think it's definitely very different from how we usually do things, you know, with no, no live pit stops, uh, no cup series around. It's kind of just more of a relaxed vibe. It kind of gives me like a, like a late model race type vibe. And, you know, I've, I grew up racing late models uh, in the southeast around, you know, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee, all that stuff. And so uh, it, I, I like that vibe. You know, it's, it's more laid back. It's, more, it's a little more fun, you know, easy to kind of just, I mean, we've got five, six hours until we qualify. So a lot of times just sit around and enjoy the, enjoy the scenery. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I like these uh, standalone races. It's a little bit different not having live pit stops. You know, we're, we're going to come in and stop and, I mean, hell, we might have enough time to, for me to go out and grab a bottle of water or something, but I probably won't do that. But, yeah, you know, these, these standalone races can be fun sometimes. We did it at Mid-Ohio last year. Luis? Luis Torres, the podium finish. Of course, you have run plenty of road races back in Europe. How much does that experience help you? And, of course, you mentioned you got that strong with Dota Coda. More or less, you're definitely looking for more, especially coming this tomorrow the conditions expect to be much worse and especially down at the start how vital is to get a great qualifying run well um actually believe it or not i think i only ran one road course race that was in the rain in europe so uh but no going over to europe what that taught me was a lot of the way that um those guys the, their philosophy of going about how they race and of course european racing is different they don't like contact they're very you know etiquette all that stuff and so me coming over there as, a, as an american driver i'm like I, I want to use the bumper. Let me use the bumper. So uh, that was a that was a change I had to make. But um, but yeah, that that knowledge definitely applies here. We raced at Circuit Zolder and it was pretty wet. And then the following year, I got to run an Xfinity race in just absolutely torrential downpour, um, as well as Road America in uh, on and off raining conditions. So I feel like I'm fairly experienced as far as ro as rain racing goes, and I really enjoy it. So I think you know. I have nothing but excitement going for tomorrow. And, you know, I know the changes that we have to make to the car to make it improved. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like this is definitely a race where we can contend and, and compete. Do we have additional questions for Maya? Don't be shy. I don't bite. I promise. 
Okay. Well, Maya. Really? You, I, I will now leave you for the next five hours. You can go do whatever you want. I mean, I don't know what else I'm doing, so. Go get some applesauce. Get some applesauce. Okay. Hey, let's real quick for Stephanie calls in. Let's grab Ty Gibbs. Before Monster Energy Toyota for Joe Gibbs Racing. Hi. I mean, uh, some interesting conditions during that practice. Walk us through that practice from your perspective. Yeah, so uh, it was pretty wet there. Dried up really quick there at the end. So I think, you know, last car in the track was probably going to run the fastest lap, which doesn't matter. But it just dried up really quick there. And, um, you know, I feel like we made some good gains. Uh, we made an adjustment. Didn't really help. Helped in the rain, but not really for a drive. So. Um, we're we're going to change that back and 50-50 on qualifying if it's going to rain or not, and um, we'll see what happens there. Cool. We're going to open the floor for questions. If you have a question, go ahead and raise your hand. We will get a wireless microphone to you. We'll go back here to Joe. Grid Network, I know you've raced in the rain before, particularly ARCA, I believe, at the Daytona Road Course. Is this something where with the potential of your rain, it feels like this just gives you another upper hand over the competition, or is it just too crazy and a dry race will be something more preferred? Yeah, you know, I think just uh, being very vigilant and being disciplined and smart um, and conservative, conservative, like just be make the right decisions there. So you can kind of play on the easy side. You know, if you make a mistake, you're going to lose a lot. So um, I think, you know, I have, a, I have a lot of experience, I feel like, in the rain too. So probably not as much as AJ, but... Uh, you know, I feel like I, you know, with the, the market stuff in the rain, and then I had a lot of go-karts and Trans Am stuff, too, in the rain. Only, like, one time in Trans Am, but a lot of go-karts. So, I feel like I got a good feel for it. Um, you know, I think a good rain a good rain driver is just going to be very vigilant, and he's going to be very aware of what everything going on. So, um, you know, hopefully I can do that. Come up front here. Ty, Portland is the only one-off race or standalone event for Xfinity this year. Uh, a, do you like running those events? And B, uh, would you like to see more? Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I really like the you know Northwest here, so it's cool to come out and especially race. Uh, you know, it's a fun track. Um, you know, and there's a lot of cool tracks out west. You know, we can't forget about you know Laguna Seca and all all these great tracks out west. Uh, so I think, you know, I think they put on great shows. I hope NASCAR, you know, eventually will go out to some of these tracks, um, you know, and uh, it's, it's fun to run the rain. It's just different, and I think different's good, um, you know. So it's, it's uh, I enjoy it. Yeah. Additional questions for Ty? Go to Luis. Luis Torres, the podium finish. Over the past few years when IndyCar were running, they always talk about lap one, turn one. You feel like qualifying is going to be easy. Very vital, more so in the West, that that's going to be a tricky spot to get through it unscathed. Yeah, you know, uh, I think turn one is going to be, uh, you know, I think a pretty big deal. Um, I feel like you're at deficit, you know, between left and right lane, um, you know, because if somebody makes this a mistake, you want to be in the right lane, you're going to have the, you know, the exit off of uh, two there, um, getting into three and four. So um, I think the right lane is going to be good, but you know, if somebody makes a mistake in the right lane, you're going to push the left lane out wide. And if you're in the left lane to get the inside in the turn one, or to get the inside in the turn, in the turn two there off of exit, um, you're going to get pushed off too. So I don't know. It's just hopefully nobody torpedoes anybody up to the field there in the turn one, and we don't have to have to worry about that. Any additional questions? Okay. Well, Ty, thanks for joining us. Good Thank luck you. in qualifying. All right, Ty Gibbs at Portland. We're waiting on Stephanie to call in. She's going to be 
at Iowa Speedway, and it's going to be smoky and hot in Iowa in the cornfields. While we're waiting on Steph, we're going to finish our other little Portland deal with uh, Shelton Craig, guys. Here in the press conference tent, we're going to go ahead and roll into our post-practice availability, and we have Sheldon Creed, driver of that number two Chevrolet. Sheldon, walk through that lap out there and just practice in general how it went from your perspective. Uh, yeah, I was thankful that we got a, uh, a track walk this morning. Um, I was fortunate enough to come here a few weeks ago and get a few laps in a Chevy Camaro. Um, and then we did the track walk this morning, and it was, like, really, really slippery. Um, probably the like slickest place we run at, uh, as far as when it rains. Um, so going into practice, I was like, I'm just gonna tiptoe around uh, and just kind of get used to it. And um, luckily, I came out behind Moffat there and kind of got up to his speed right away. Learned a few things from him, um, and it's just really, really difficult. You're just on edge the whole time, uh, and then there at the end of practice it started to dry out and, and you could run more of a dry line um pretty much everywhere and then that's when we were all just flip-flopping uh but really fun uh can't wait to go racing i hope we qualify in the dry tomorrow i think that would be really fun like you know practice in the wet qualify dry and then race in the wet uh just really hard for all us drivers and, and something to make us all adapt to i think um that's something that that i'm good at so I hope we all get that, and um, yeah, I just hope we can we can qualify well and uh, have a good day tomorrow. Okay, we're going to open up the floor for questions. If you have questions, go ahead and raise your hand. We'll get a wireless mic to you. We'll go to Luis. Luis Torres, the podium finish. You're one of the very few people that has actually competed in Portland. I recall back to Stadium Supertrucks back in 19, you competed out there. How valuable was to have experience at a circuit like this albeit different types of vehicles and of course there's no ramps yeah i mean laps are, are always important um it was nice to to have those laps in the stadium truck here just to know where i was going uh and not having to learn the track um not that that's a huge advantage but at least it takes the first 20 minutes of practice out of the picture for me like they're all trying to learn the track where to go where the break zones are where i know exactly where i was going um, so it just helps me get up to speed faster. Got the gentleman there in the back. Joe San Diego Grid Network. This weekend with the way the stage is, a three-minute break instead of live pit stops, is that something where with qualifying is going to be more important to be up front since really it's coming down to the race? Or do you anticipate a hectic race with dry potential qualifying wet race and a lot of caution? Absolutely. I think qualifying in the first three rows is going to be really important. Um, obviously, you're not really going to make up positions on pit road. Uh, and then just having a trouble-free day. I think if you stay on the racetrack, not get in the grass, um, and just have a smooth race, I think you're going to finish, you know, top five, top ten, just, just having a smooth day. Sheldon, with Portland being the only, uh, the only you know, one-off weekend, what are your thoughts on being a the big stars here in this market and do you like weekends where it's expanding at just it's um, what's the word its own track you know not at a cup series track uh yeah i mean good question i got asked that the other day too um i mean for me it doesn't doesn't matter as much i guess maybe as colors um 
the only thing that's kind of a bummer is we don't have SMC this weekend because uh, we rely on all the cup haulers and satellites uh, at the racetrack. So um, would like to have that, obviously, just so you can look at, you know, where, you know, maybe I think the 54, the 16 were also really fast. So uh, I would like to look at some other stuff and maybe see if I could try something different to be better. Um, but we won't have that week this weekend. But I think that's even for everyone, right? So it's fun for all of us just to try to maximize our cars and, and kind of going back to old school. You know, we have so much technology nowadays that we can lean on. Um, I kind of like when it's pulled away and then also other times you want to see it, right? So, um, yeah, I think it's cool for Xfinity to be away uh, and be on our own and, and be the, you know, premier series this weekend. Uh, I think it's good for our sport, and I like that we're traveling to other states and, and cultures to, uh, you know, try to bring interest to our sport. Do we have additional questions for Sheldon? Going once, going twice, sold. Sheldon, uh, thank you for thank joining you us. Good luck. Man, Shelton Creed, fortunate enough to know Shelton, Ty, and, uh, you know, Mets, uh Maya Snyder a couple of times. They're putting on a good show, guys. Uh, we're waiting on Stephanie Moyer to call in. She's going to be driving the Calypso Lemonade 150 this weekend at Iowa Speedway. And looks like that's going to be a 9 Eastern time. Hey, Kyle, what's going on up there in PA, man? How about that, Scott? Hector. All right. We're waiting on uh, Stephanie to call in, guys. And I know she's trying to get to Iowa. And uh, maybe a little bit of problems calling in tonight. It's, it's all about uh, getting to the track. And Kyle dropped. So, uh, guys, look, we got uh, Kurt Bush still talking about, uh, listen, Gateway, man, worldwide technology. It's a good race. All right, everyone, we're going to continue our media availabilities for today. Um, we are now joined by Kurt Busch. All right, everyone, we're going to continue. All right, guys. Hey, I'd like to welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Stephanie Moyer. And Stephanie, welcome back. Sorry for the little bit of delay. Kyle's in a, a 570 number also, and uh, kind of may have thrown me off if you tried to call him in. But, Stephanie, here it is. You're going to be racing in Iowa in the Arkham Menard Series. What? What? How's that feel to you? I, I am actually low-key really excited for this. Uh, this will be my second year back. Uh, I was here last year. I made my, my first start here. And honestly, I like the bigger track. So, like, I'm super excited to be back on a bigger track than not just, you know, a, a small a small track. It's still getting my feet wet. And I'm just so ready for this weekend. So, uh, how do you feel about the season so far, Stephanie? 
It's honestly not too shabby. Like, I feel that bigger improvement throughout the season compared to where I was at last year. So um, I'm pretty positive for the season. There was a couple ups and downs throughout the start of the season. But, I mean, we're working our hardest to try to get where we need to be for the end of the season anyway. And right now points is a really big thing that we're, we're kind of jumping on right now. We're sitting one point out one point out of fourth place. So I'm trying really, really hard to get that this weekend. You know, people don't realize how important that is, Stephanie. Uh, just a few points makes a difference in sponsorship, don't it? Oh, absolutely. And just being – um, I know, like, when I was on the show last time, I, we talked about how if I finish in the top five in points on the East Series, I make history for being the first girl to do that. So it's I, kind of something that I'm really, really praying for. Uh, well, you're sitting in the catbird seat now. Stephanie, let's talk about mm-hmm. your fan of the week uh, that you've got going on to involve the fans and part of the team. Sure. So the fan of the week basically is um, whoever is sharing our content on their profiles every week, and whoever has the most shares wins fan of the week. And we do some uh, special giveaways here and there for fans of the week, and also we do trivias. And basically we just like to keep everyone in the loop, and we like to keep them on board with what we're doing, and we like to give back. So we like for everyone to participate in stuff like this. I feel like it's really fun to go ahead and interact with everyone in a different way than just putting out just regular social media posts. So I feel more – I like being more involved with everyone. So basically giving merch away for them putting in the effort to go ahead and stick with us for – for as long as they can. I mean, that's, that's really what it's all about. Yeah, and you know, a lot of folks don't realize that it takes someone to be able to come on a show and talk. It takes someone to be in public and be part of what's going on. Besides being a racer, it's a full-time job, isn't it, Stephanie? Oh, absolutely. You got no breaks. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I see it at the track each week. I mean, when you're involved, it, it, you've got to be involved in your sponsors to, to, to show off what you got. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and the biggest thing is just keeping them involved and keeping them, you know, wanting to go to the tracks and be on cars and be part of something huge. So it's it's actually a really humbling humbling commitment between on my side and the sponsor's side. So I really do appreciate all the help that we can get. Stephanie, what, what's your uh, plans for the rest of the summer in, in, like, local tracks? What do you got going on there? So right now I have Pocono, Milwaukee, and Bristol lined up after Iowa. And I'm super excited to be back at my home track. Uh, I feel like this race is going to be a better time second time around. And – um, I'm trying right now to pull a double header for Pocono weekend. Uh, Jason Makarevich from Evergreen Raceway wants me to come down and try to race the boys in the, in the late model field. So I might just be playing double duty Pocono day. <laughs> so we got that going on. Um, Milwaukee's still, still on board. We're, we're going to go out there and battle like we 
like we did last year. Uh, sponsorship's still really, really tough right now, so I don't, I'm not 100% sure how well we're going to do, but I'm super grateful for the opportunity to get back there, and Bristol, Bristol looking pretty good for us, and I'm super excited to go back. Hi, Stephanie. You have Kyle here. Um, my my first question for you is, uh, can you just talk a little bit about your stock car experience in the Arkham Art Series? How has that been going for you so far? So far, the season's not too bad. Um, we are hitting some bumps every now and then, but, I mean, if you don't have no bumps during a race, then I feel like you're doing something wrong. <laughs> so I feel I feel very, very, very confident about how the rest of the season's going to go. Um, but this time around, though, the second year being part-time in the series and the E-series, it's, it's a lot easier. Last year, it was all rookie stripes. This year, I'm finally getting the hang of – hang of everything. So I got the groove going. I know what to look for, what to watch out for, and just practicing. And I feel like I've made a really, really big jump from rookie to in the middle, I guess you can say, uh, from last year. My second question for you is uh, talk a little bit about the competition in the Arkham and Art Series this year. How has it been from your vantage point, and um, who, who have you been leaning on, too, to uh, help you get up to speed as fast as you have? So I feel the competition this year is just pretty much evens out as the same competition as last year. Um, it's I feel like it is a little easier for me this year. Um, being in points wise, last year we finished top ten in the final points on the Arca East season. On the Arca East season, um, this year we're sitting fifth right now. We're one point out of fourth, so I feel like with the points wise, it's going really good, and our finishes are decent. Um, hoping to get a little better with those, but I just like I can't thank Andy enough, Andy Hillebert, for helping me out with this season. He is, has been the biggest supporter right now because he's every race he tells me you jump a lot faster than you did last year and you're improving and I couldn't be more happier. So like just to hear those words coming from your, your car owner, it's just like, <laughs> it presses you to be better. And if he sees how much more for like my progression is versus last year, it's just, it, it basically tells me I'm doing something right. My final question for you is uh, just talk, talk a little bit about uh, Evergreen. Um, I, I know you mentioned you're, you're trying to do the double. Um, are we going to see you at all at Evergreen or Mahoning this year? And uh, I mean, what, are you, what are your plans for the short tracks? Uh, right now, I don't have anything set in stone. I, I'm still trying to I'm, – I'm more so focusing on my funding for the ARCA series. I would like to get into some late model races down at Hickory – um, it's just a matter of finding the funding to do it, being that I'm so focused on the series right now. So basically, uh, usually like when I'm home, I'll do some some races at Evergreen, and Evergreen's my home track, so I'm always open to any ride that's offered. And so Pocono weekend, I'm hoping to get back in the late model and go try to win another race. Stephanie, let's talk about the guys back at the shop that makes that Toyota go fast for you. Yeah, so I definitely want to thank the Fast Track crew. They work their butts off day in and day out. We bring four cars, maybe five to the track. So they're always pulling their hairs out. And, I, you know, I can't thank them enough for helping me. 
I also want to thank Evergreen Raceway, uh, Council Come Campground, American Legion Post 473, the Highland Social Club, and Bush Light Accelerator Program. And I also want to thank the uh, hashtag Powered by Fans as well. Uh, Stephanie, where can they keep up with you and follow you in your racing career, dear? So I update everything. You can get me on Twitter at Steph Moyer. I'm on Instagram at Stephanie Moyer, and you can find me on my Facebook page at Stephanie Moyer Racing. And you can also send us emails if you want to keep up to date on my website, stephaniemoyerracing.com. Stephanie, safe travels, and uh, looking forward to seeing you at a racetrack soon, my friend. Well, thank you. I appreciate having me back on. It's always a blast. Thank you, Stephanie, and we always appreciate you coming on. Looking forward to having you on again. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, that I realize I'm at the wrong track. At the wrong track. Yes, that's happened before in 2020. Uh, Kyle's having to go off and take care of something else. I want to thank Scott Heckert. Stephanie Moyer for being part of the show tonight, and uh, it was one thing I was wanting to ask Scott was about being part of uh, Haley Diggins' team, and I wanted to ask Stephanie about the uh, attitude of the guys and the gals racing in ARCA series. So anyway, we got uh, Kurt Busch going to finish this off for tonight, and we'll close out here just shortly when Kurt gets done. All right, everyone, we're going to continue our media availabilities for today. Um, we are now joined by Kurt Busch, driver of the number 45 Monster Energy Toyota for 2311 Racing. Kurt, can you talk about your preparation for this weekend? Yeah, it's exciting to go to a new market uh, for our sport, uh, for the Cup Series, and uh, just the excitement here in the St. Louis area. Uh, it's, it's very similar to last summer when we went to a Road America uh, we had Nashville, and so just, it, again, it's the newness and, and the fun of uh, preparing for something different and then experiencing it. So our team at 2311 with the simulator, uh, with uh, TRD and Toyota's help, uh, that's been the best sequence. And then I'm happy that we have an hour of practice and a qualifying session tomorrow, kind of like a normal, uh, well, the old normal. Uh, of a nice Friday, Saturday, Sunday sequence, uh, for me, that's that's the best rhythm to get into as a driver. So, uh, and then, um, yeah, I raced here 22 years ago in the truck series. Uh, that's been fun to tell that story. And even at Brexton's little race last night uh, over at Dirt Track, uh, tons of fans coming up all excited about race weekend. So it's just neat to circle around with everything. And, um, yes, I do remember the 22 years ago racing the trucks, <laughs> I was leading with about 10 to go. We were trying to stretch the fuel and uh, ran out of gas. But uh, it is a fun racetrack to race on, and I think it's going to put on a good show Sunday. Awesome. We'll go ahead and open it up for questions. If you have one, please raise your hand. We'll start over here with Kelly. 
on the wall, and then Lee, and then we'll come over here. Kelly Crandall, Racer.com. Kurt, you mentioned the newness. Um, for the longest time, it felt like there wasn't a whole lot of newness with the schedule, right? The schedule kind of stayed the same. Now, these last few years, we're going to new venues. In addition to going to new markets, as a driver, though, when you have to get out of your comfort zone and go to places you haven't before or haven't in a long time, what is that like to just, again, not be in that same routine of same hotel, same racetrack, same, I, I know what to do every lap. How is that as a driver? Yeah, I think NASCAR has done a great job. I mean, Ben Kennedy, uh, Steve Phelps, uh, the whole NASCAR team, you know, we just didn't arrive here, um, you know, by planning it a month ago. This has been years in, in the making with all the different schedule changes, and it's exciting. Um, with the tracks all being locked in, I think, in that uh, contract with the TV or whatever that was, with SMI, ISC, um, all that seems to have now dissolved and it's created all these new opportunities. And when it's new, as a driver, um, yeah, things are different, but it's fun. And I like that. Uh, for me, driving rally cars or Indy cars, pro stock and at NHRA, I've always challenged myself with new things and different things. And so this, this weekend, as a, as a veteran, gets me excited because it is something new, something fresh and different. We'll go to Lee. Over here. Um, you said you were at the dirt track last night. I'm just curious, you know, seldom do we have an opportunity where you would have a sanctioning body like USAC, um, like World of Outlaws, you know, this close in proximity to one another where they can kind of feed off the fans. The fans can come here during the day, go there at night. You said you talked to the fans, you know, how is how important is it to have that symbiotic relationship between racing organizations? Yeah, I think all the motorsports groups that are here, if all, if this one's making a move, this one's helping, it, it's now a collective effort is what I feel like is, is key. And with the race fans like last night, they're there watching all the different divisions. Larson's running uh, the midgets, he's running the late models. Uh, Brexton's running two divisions, and I told my little brother he's understaffed, so I'm going again tonight to try to help with Brexton's cars. It, it's fun, and the fans love all different types of racing, and even just uh, a girl I met last night sitting on her golf cart, she says, yeah, I'm not much of a dirt track person, I'm more of a drag racing person, but we're going to the race on Sunday too. And so that's, that's the, the, the vibe, I think, is that how everything just feels new in this area, just with the cup group showing up, but this is some of the best dirt track racing uh, in the country, just because um, I heard the, the sequences, however tall the, the corn grows, that means it's better for dirt racing. So corn grows really tall around here, and it's, the dirt was awesome last night watching it, just how sticky and, and how fun the dirt track was. And how grateful are you going to be to get a weekend off here shortly, and your team, I mean, as much as effort has been put into this new car, how... Um, how welcome will this off weekend be? Yeah, the off weekend after Sonoma is, is very welcomed. Our team knows that we've worked as hard as we have, but it's, it's nice to have a reset and then get ready for the second half of the year. Uh, you know, the, the summer months leading into the playoffs have those different style tracks within them, and uh, those are things that um, will help us grow as a team. And, and also, once we start getting closer to the playoffs, we need to prep for those tracks. So just, just taking it in certain chunks. And uh, yes, an off weekend will be nice just to get away and, and have everybody have their time with their family. 
We'll go to Steve and then Tucker and then back to Dustin. Steve Post, Motor Racing Network. Kurt, um, when we look at this practice session this afternoon, are there little things you're working on in conjunction with Bubba's team with the Gibbs camp? Is there Are there six close projects? Are there six different science projects? It's kind of a luxury to have this. How are you guys as a Toyota or 2311 Racing approaching this practice session this afternoon? Yeah, I think the easiest way to explain is that with the six cars, uh, there's two agendas, and you have three drivers doing it this way and three this way to help confirm and cover as much ground, and then everybody can circle back around uh, because it's not an impound. We can still change things after practice tonight, uh, and that's my normal feel of, okay, I can change right front camber. I can change a right rear spring. Whereas all most of the races this year is impound, whatever you show up with is, is what you have basically. So it's nice to get into extra detail today. And for me, it's just getting out there, getting acquainted with the track and verifying shift points and uh, seeing what the simulator has for comparability to real life. We'll go to Tucker, then to Dustin, then to Jeff. Uh, Tucker White, last word on sports. Uh, Kurt, two weeks ago we ran the all-star race and to it was not good. So, uh, in line of the okay. uh, success with the uh, <laughs> in, in line of the uh, success with the uh, clash at the Coliseum, uh, what should be done with the All Star race? Uh, I mean, I raced in the All Star race. Uh, I didn't think it was not good. Um, I did my best to try to win it and to put on a good show. Um, I don't have a solution to your question right off the bat. Uh, there's different tracks and different. Um, atmospheres that you can throw at the all-star race, uh, whether it's a short track or a mile and a half like we've been on, you know, Daytona, uh, restrictor plate style. I mean, there's so many different options, and maybe that's something that we can look at. I don't have an exact answer, but again, uh, I think Bubba said it a week or so ago after the all-star race, and that's where the tracks, the cities, everybody bids on it to build up the hype and make it a big event before we even show up. We'll go to Dustin and then down here to Jeff. To your right. Uh, a couple questions. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Uh, Kurt, this week it was announced that Phoenix was going to again host the championship weekend in 2023. That'll be the fourth consecutive year that it hosts that event. Just first of all, your feelings about uh, that event uh, being in Phoenix for a fourth year in a row next year. Yeah, I think Phoenix is a great track. It's a great market. Um, NASCAR owns the track and they own Homestead that we were at for 20 plus years. I think it almost is a, a bridge of the last question. Um, the All-Star race is an important uh, staple in the sport, just as the championship race is the most important, and we can move it around and shake it up and take it to different places and have the cities bid on it and want to host it. Again, some of the northern tracks might be blocked out just due to weather. Um, but, you know, who knows what TV is going to bring us on the next contract, uh, where their markets will be important. And so there's a lot of factors involved. But just, just keeping it real and keeping it fun, I think, is, is key. Also, with uh, a good bit of success on the intermediate tracks this year with this car and how it's improved that racing there, um, I'm curious, as somebody who has raced in all sorts of forms of racing in Indianapolis, um, does this make lead to the idea of maybe looking at could these cars run better on the oval looking forward, or is what we've seen so far in a mile and a half and what, what you would happen in Indianapolis be like comparing apples and oranges? 
Yeah, again, that's a good question. It's tough to answer. I think the racing has shown uh, really well in certain tracks, certain situations, you know, whether it's the short run or the, the long run speed that we still need to have more stability within, you know, because left rear tires are wearing out more aggressively than we thought. And so to me, I think the quickest answer, just watching the Indy 500 and racing in it a few years back, there's options for downforce that teams have in other forms of motorsport. And in NASCAR, we're, we're basically boxed into this very small box of adjustments. Uh, let the teams have more downforce that they can take out of the front or put in the front, in the rear, out of the rear. And that, that would create a, a window for guys having this package and guys having that package at the same style track. And that might, uh, that might open things up to whoever has short run speed versus long run speed in a, in a different way or a different opportunity. Go ahead, Jeff. Um, along those lines, uh, LaJoy said on his podcast this week that he'd heard that NASCAR might take off the diffuser for like a Martinsville or a short track coming up. Um, do you, I, I don't know enough to say, do you, do you think that would help the racing at short tracks and should NASCAR be looking at, you know, aero type stuff to, to help those tracks right now? Yeah, I think, again, that bridges right off that last question is aero and diffusers, front splitter, and how the airflow works and how it, it looks in the wind tunnel with one car, doesn't necessarily act the same as two cars in out on the track in real life conditions. So again, it's a balance in learning and applying it the right way. Uh, I think the summer test session at Martinsville is, is where they're gonna take the diffuser off to help see what it does for short track balance. And then it, you have to execute a long run while you're doing that and it's tough to do when there's only the 10 cars or so that are there. Uh, versus the 40 that start the race. So we just got to keep piling up information and not necessarily looking or collecting at that, collecting data. It's uh, let's apply it and let's go for it. Oh, no, this, this is as close as you'll get to a Phoenix sequence and um, track style and so that's how we've prepped to even just show up here and this is um, an important race because of the Phoenix championship race on what data we can gather here uh, look I mean weather's perfect it's like 85 this weekend and that's probably what we'll see in Phoenix for the finale uh, this this is an important weekend uh, for a championship style effort in November are there any additional questions for Kurt we'll come over here to the left Matt Crossman from NASCAR.com. Kurt, you've won for a, a whole bunch of different owners. Uh, I'm curious if you could compare and contrast their celebration styles. Like, how does Roger Penske congratulate you and Jack Roush and Michael Jordan? Um, I guess, uh, you know, there's the different uh, you know, rival points on how you, you get to those wins, whether it's building a team up from scratch, like this year, um, you know, Jack Roush and, and Roger Penske and their legendary heritage in motorsport and how they had the cup team there already and asked me to come in and, and just perform for wins. Where, you know, Toyota and, and Monster and this whole project with 2311 asked me to come in as a veteran and build the team up. And so 
I have, I guess, stronger emotions of how each win happened or how they unfolded. Uh, but again, there's the respect. There's there's the the understanding of this is their team. It's not me. And I think each one of them has their own unique way of doing things. And I remember uh, celebrating with with Jack Roush in in Detroit at the company's headquarters. Um, I remember going to Nantucket with with Roger Penske to his vacation house. Um, you know to have Michael Jordan send me back his rookie card that I had as a as a an ongoing structure how we're going to develop the team and those those are all moments I'll remember for forever and I'm very grateful for each of the teams that are very for to have opportunities to win and uh, just like with Barney Visser we we never won together but there was always that family atmosphere and then with Stuart Haas you know with Gene uh, and, and Tony Stewart, there was different ways that we put parties together and different functions afterwards. We'll go ahead and wrap with Lee down here to the right with one final question. Have you framed that? Um, you talked about getting the autograph, but have you figured out a framing thing for the Michael Jordan? I wanted, I've got another question for you, but since you brought it up, have you figured out what you're doing with it yet? Yeah, it's in the safe, <laughs> but I think with uh, the Daytona 500 entry blank, the card, and then something to symbolize the Kansas Speedway win in the Jordan brand car, uh, that that will be how I think I'll put the display together. Yeah, I got to get in my art frame of mode to make it come together. And, and can the tire? Is there a tire that might help the short track situation? The current short track make it more competitive. As far as the tire and, and short tracks, um, yeah, there's always that that balance that drivers want as far as a, a tire that if you push it too hard, you end up wearing it out and slipping sideways and struggling towards the end of your run. Uh, there's uh, the durability question, and then there's the the, the flat out. You know, you just you want a, a, a tire that is able to, to grab each of the, the tracks asphalt the right way. And so tire codes that might work at Phoenix might not be the best application for a Loudon, uh, the best application for a Richmond. So again, I think Goodyear, NASCAR, the teams just have to continue to work together in, in a frame of mind to put on that best show possible, to have durability, and, uh, and to give the, the, the car that grip it needs, but also the, the when you step over that line, the driver then has to pay the penalty. All right, Kurt, thank you for your time and good luck this weekend. Thank you. I'm going to tell you something, Kyle. Uh, State Phillips had a lot involved in that decision, and trust me, he was on ground zero Sunday morning. I spoke to him way before driver's introductions, but he knew exactly where the drivers were going to come out and – he had his finger on the situation, and that's why we're, I think we're headed in the right direction, Kyle. So we're, we're moving on to Sonoma. Kyle, we're moving on to Sonoma with the uh, DoorDash 250 and the truck Camper World Truck Series that's going to be on Saturday. June 11th, man, we're already into June on FS1 
And then on Sunday, it's the uh, Toyota Saber Mark 350. That's the Noma. And that's a 4 o'clock start on FS1, Kyle. Yeah, Rowdy, uh, the NASCAR Tampa Truck Series returning to the uh, Sonoma Raceway for the first time since 1998. Uh, pretty stacked field, a lot of cup drivers in it. Uh, also have the Arkham Menards West Series race at, uh, at Sonoma as well as part of the doubleheader Saturday. So a lot, a lot of double dippers um, in the truck race. Uh, not as many in the Arca West race, but nevertheless, uh, you know, this is the, again, another new race for the next-gen car. Um, like you know, like like Scott was saying earlier, um, his first time in the new new gen next gen car, and uh, really looking forward to the weekend. You know, Sonoma always puts on a good race, and they have the carousel back, and they've brought it back for three years. So uh, it's good to see that part of the track back, and uh, really looking forward to the weekend. You know, I always enjoy road course racing. You know, I, I think behind short tracks, it's some of the best racing out there. Um, kind of levels the playing field a little bit, and uh, we will we'll have to see what happens. Well, that's. That's uh starts June the sixth through the twelfth, Kyle. And uh it'll be on FS one, PRN and uh Sirius XM. Kyle, you know, that's just another part of that puzzle with that new car on the road course that it's built for, I think. Yeah, you know, we've had a we've had a road course race already with the new car at Circuit of the Americas and uh, you know, Ross Chastain won that one. I expect him to be just as fast. And, uh, hey. yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, with that being said, Kyle, you know, each race, whether it be oval, they build off that road track. They, each road course that they go to, they can build off of it, kind of create some kind of note on this car. That Virtually, Kyle, we, we talked. I think we talked about it last week. They don't know which car is going to what track because it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a, a intermediate car or it don't have to be a super wet speed car or a short track car. They've developed this car to take all that out of it. I think the new car has really uh, turned a lot of heads and uh, you know, it's on a lot of good racing so far. Uh, we've seen that with the, uh, you know, we've seen that so far with the Cup Series and I'm just glad, uh, you know, we've had some good races, a lot of parity. Um, that's what I've always been saying, and uh, just a lot going on, and, you know, we've had a lot of different. It's going to come out on top on Sunday in the, uh, the Toyota State Mart 350. I think that's what it's still called. Um, but uh, looking forward to the race. You know, Sonoma's always put on a good show. Um, the NASCAR Camp World Truck Series is on there four times, and uh, it'll be the fifth come uh, Saturday. Well, Kyle, what you got to take us out of here tonight? Well, Rowdy, uh, thankfully I'm I'm off of work for the first time on a weekend day in two months, so I'm hoping, weather permitting, to get the Port Royal Speedway Saturday uh, camera and autograph night, the uh, 410 wing sprint cars, the past 305 sprints, and also limited late models. Five features on tap, uh, 7 o'clock start, Eastern, and uh, going to kind of use it as a little tune-up for the uh, the World Outlaws race when we go next month there. Uh, going to kind of see, just see how things are and, you know, kind of get my feet wet a little bit. 
Um, I was there March 20th for the short track super series race and also the sprints. And the, uh, you know, it was a busy week coming up here in Pennsylvania. The USAC is invading the state, USAC Eastern Storm. Tuesday night, June 14th, will be the opener at Grandview Speedway Thunder on the Hill Racing Series. Wednesday, June 15th in New Jersey at Bridgeport Speedway. And then I will be at Sealand Grove Speedway on Thursday, June 16th for uh, USAC Eastern Storm wingless sprints and also 410 wing sprints, a doubleheader. Uh, Williams Grove Friday night and then a doubleheader with the uh, USAC Silver Crown cars and also the, the wingless sprints on Saturday, June 18th at Port Royal Speedway. And uh, Father's Day all wraps up at the uh, Bloomsburg Fair Raceway with the uh, USAC Eastern Storm finale. So busy week of racing coming up in Pennsylvania. Um, I'll be at Seals Grove Thursday night um, trying to get as much content as I can. Um, you know, it'll be my first visit there of the year. Um, was at the USAC Eastern Storm race there last year. Um, was actually able to make three of the four events, three, three, three events in four nights. So uh, it's been been exciting to watch, and I'm really looking forward to seeing guys like Buddy Kofoid and Brady Bacon come and see how they do up against these PA drivers. Well, Kyle, I'm looking forward to getting up there and being part of that, my friend. It's uh, not that far away. I'm looking forward to getting some PA racing in. Kyle, appreciate you being able to call in. Maybe, maybe I can make Montgomery Speedway this weekend. I'm going to work on it, Kyle. And that's my game plan. Big weekend last weekend. Thanks, John Beach and everybody at Worldwide Technology. Congratulations, NASCAR, on an absolutely great weekend in St. Louis. But it's in Illinois, so but you can see the arch, Kyle, from the stadium. It's St. Louis. I'm sorry. And Gary, with them your people. Shout out, Brady, my close. friend. Right, it's close Kyle. enough to St. Louis. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Looking forward to seeing you there someday, Kyle. Thanks, Robbie. I hope you get there one day. Hey, John, they will treat treat you great, man. He does. He, he does. They do a great job, and it shows. Thanks, guys. <laughs>